0: Hello and welcome to our first podcast, which we're calling Some Great Adventures, and that's pretty much exactly what this podcast is going to be about. It's just three buddies who met at Six Flags Great Adventure, where we had many great adventures, Uh, first as guests of the park, and then some pretty big doozies as employees of the park. Um, My name is Steve Hicks. My co-hosts are... Scott Loudon. And... Chris There we go. Um... Being new to actually making a podcast, we're taping live from the awesome Shared Universe podcast studio here in downtown Eatontown, New Jersey, run by the awesome Ming Chen and also Mike Zapsik, who is not here, but Ming is. Um, while I've been an avid podcast listener since Kevin Smith and Scott Mosher first dropped their first modcast back in 2007, uh, myself and my co-host wouldn't be making this podcast if it weren't for Ming. So <laughs> thank you very much, Ming. Um, what we're going to do to kick off the conversation is uh, we're going to have a recap basically of who we are um, as far as Six Flags goes. When did we start? Our position history and uh why did we leave the park because none of us are still at the park and we've all been gone for a long time um and uh so a question um i always refer to it as ga what do you refer to it as i know some people call yeah. it six flags some people call it great adventures what do you call it i started it was still G.A., Great Adventures, so I refer to it as G.A. too. Yeah, I mean, I do it because I'm a lazy piece
1: of
2: shit, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, so Well, you know how lazy I am.
3: Uh, it's uh, G.A. Yeah.
0: The consensus um, is it's G.A.
2: <laughs> some, sometimes sarcastically, Great Adventures, because we always used to think that was kind of funny, that people would be like, hey, we're going to Great Adventures. It's just one. <laughs> exactly. Hence the name yeah. of this podcast. You got it. It's exactly it. But yeah. Remember-
1: My second season was when they first started pushing the whole Six Flags angle for marketing for corporate. So that's why, you know, anybody that started, like, after 1991 probably thinks Six Flags as opposed to GA.
0: That is true. That is true. I mean, well, it wasn't originally bought by Six Flags either. So, I mean, it it got bought by Six Flags, became a corporate entity. So, you know, obviously, you know, somebody corporate buys something, they want their name all over it, you know. So... All right. Um, I have a varied history here. So, um, (laughs) I started in, uh, in 04 of 84 and depending on what resume I'm looking at, it depends on what I started doing. Vice president Uh, of Great Adventure. Yeah, I know. Right. (laughs) Um, it's pretty funny though. It's pretty varied. Um, I can tell you right now, I started out as a 15 year old, Six Flags was my first job ever. Um, I did a lot of jobs in between because anyone that's not familiar with Six Flags in Jackson, New Jersey, it's a seasonal park. Although now it's not really because they're open for Christmas, but when we worked there back in the 80s and the 90s, pure seasonal park, um, closed down for the winter, reopened in the spring. So you would either have to get unemployment or, you know, if you were in school still, you didn't care. You were able to exist, you know, on your parents' time through that time. Um, or you got like a job at a mall. And if you lived in the area, the malls hated Six Flags employees because they knew you were going to fuck them and quit
3: come April.
0: <laughs> and you absolutely were. You, you would lie and be like, no, 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 I'm never going back there. I'm all done. And then come February, you're like,
2: see ya. <laughs> That's not me. That's not- That's, yeah, you never did that.
0: No. Um, I started out at 15 years old. And uh, I, I can tell you, I remember it's my first job ever and you know they had their own little hiring room back then and i went in and my mom had me actually dress in a suit and i went in and Every other MFR in there was in sweatpants and t shirt and jeans. And I looked at my mom and I was so effing like I was so uncomfortable because I never wore suits and I was so embarrassed. I remember my mom was not a person who gave a lot of nuggets of wisdom, but what she said to me was so perfect. I looked at her and I was like, Why in the hell did you make me wear a suit? And my mom looked at me and goes, you never, ever, ever get embarrassed by being the best looking dressed person in the room. You get that? And I was like, hey, hey, she's right. I do look better than these scumbags. I'm gonna get a job, you know? Then, then I
2: find out like,
0: yeah, then I found out a couple of days ago, like, days later, everyone got a job there. It didn't matter what you dressed in. You, you, know? you got like, a heartbeat, you're hired. <laughs> they hired anyone and anything. <laughs> But uh, I got hired in at 15, and at 15, you couldn't be in rides yet. So I was what was an orange tag at the time. And Mm -hmm. that was the most embarrassing tag to have in the park because it meant you were 15. Like the Scarlet Letter. It was a Scarlet Letter for minor violations because you had special – you couldn't work past certain hours and everything. So everyone had to know you were 15. But it was embarrassing. And uh, so I got hired in the grounds. You know, did either of you ever, outside of having to supervise grounds in a management position, did you ever actually work in grounds? Hell
1: yeah, you're the one who told me to transfer to it.
3: <laughs>
0: remember? I don't even remember. Did I put? Did
3: I when I they were putting grounds, grounds right, with
1: rides? Know. You were like, oh, why don't you go over to grounds, be a lead for a little while, getting no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. That's still management. That's still management. Even as a lead, that's still management. I was about-
1: scrubbing toilets and urinals. Because management that's- did
0: that. What's <laughs> 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 wrong with you? A good manager actually does the work, Scott. We know how you are now, but you know. You should have learned something 25, well, 30 years I ago. I wanted okay. to be a
1: bad manager that didn't scrub toilets in <laughs> urinals.
0: So you never actually came in as like a black tech no, or no. anything, right? No. Blue, so you stayed the fuck away from grounds, right? You never went here. Yeah, just soup, just that's, that's what that's I thought. So um, that sucked. And uh, I, I am I'm a germaphobe and I fully believe that's from that year. That's when I got, I don't ever remember being a germaphobe prior to that year. But after that year, (laughs) I have been a germaphobe, like hardcore. And I think it's because of that job, because the first thing they make you do is they make you be a porter. And a porter basically says, you get these three bathrooms in this section. Okay, of the park. And your job is to go from bathroom to bathroom to bathroom, make sure they stay clean. And that sounds all fine, right? You're just pan and brooming it, replacing the paper towels or the toilet paper if it's empty. No big deal. Nope, you don't even have to do that. You don't (laughs) even have to do that, you know? And it was kind of fun because they would have like, back then they had like um, a line of like, like uh, uh, fountains, drinking fountains, and you could stand behind it and turn the fountain up and down and splash in people's face and shit. Because I was fifteen, I didn't know any better, and other people were showing me to do it. So you're literally sitting behind this fountain, just splashing water in people's face <laughs> and stuff. It was kind of fun, right? But then, but then, within a week, I get my first supervisor running up to me, going, "You gotta go back to that bathroom right now. There's 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 a thing that needs to be taken care of." And you got, I went in there, and I, not joking, someone shit everywhere but the toilet. It was on the walls. <laughs> it was on the ground. Oh, it was in. They had opened up the toilet paper dispenser. It was in and on the toilet paper walls, <laughs> but it was not on the toilet or the seat. Is that I, what s-
1: you call a code brown? Or- I I, I don't
0: <laughs> oh, know. Well, I didn't have a radio. I'm 15. I don't know. But let me tell you. I, 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 I think got a might call deliberate. it
2: deliberate. You think, Chris? You think that's possible? It it could have just been aimed. But I got (laughs) a feeling. The only thing that makes that
0: memory better is me remembering two other people getting called over with me, all three of us standing there, and a supervisor going, how do you think they did it? I mean, they just didn't get the seat. How do you think they did it? And So it was kind of funny. I didn't clean it. I walked away. I was like, you got two other people here. I, don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> I, I, I did not get in trouble miraculously for that. But I would not do porter work again after that. I was like, if you want me to stay here, I'm not doing porter work anymore. So then I became a dumpster guy. Uh. That, was the, that, was the, that was what happened. If you refused to do something, you became the dumpster guy. I actually didn't mind the dumpster uh, job. The dumpster was you got a cart that had six huge garbage cans on it. They would give you three or four patios um, of restaurants because restaurants back then didn't have any seating inside. They were outdoor restaurants and they only had patio seating and they would have garbage cans spread throughout the patio. So you'd have to push that heavy ass cart over, empty every garbage can into your six garbage cans and then behind the, the restaurant would be an actual dumpster that you'd empty your six garbage cans on your wheeled cart. And that cart got heavy. And as you know, a full day in the park, there's just garbage everywhere. You can't, you, if you get three patios, you can't keep them clean. And so by the time you're at the end of your shift, you stink. You're covered in dumpster juice and you're tired as shit. And your arms are just rocked. Like they're just, you can't even lift anything at all. Um, I didn't mind it though, because I looked at it like a workout. So I was actually okay with it. But that's also what taught me. Man, when I'm 16, I am not going to be in this shit anymore. I'm going to rides. And it's funny because everyone that turned 16 instantly transferred right out to uh, like basically rides shows. Everyone was like, the second you got that black tag, you were gone. You did not want to be in grounds.
1: But then, you know, you think you left the turds behind, but do you remember that time that somebody dropped a deuce on the top of the Asian Tower? <laughs>
0: I don't, but I'm sure you're going to remind me.
1: Yeah, well, maybe you weren't on that day, but I was. And then I remember the, they called me
0: up. Like, I'm confused. Wait, 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 okay. So, so for the people who don't know what we're talking about, Asian Tower was part of the original Water Park Adventure Rivers, which we were supervisors of. And Asian Tower was basically rafts. It was a tower of rafts. You go you, you go up a staircase at the top and they you get in a raft and they push you down. You go down a slide, a water slide, you get out of the raft and that's it. So where was a turd Was it so like? So I'll, I'll give you the backstory.
1: <laughs> I got it secondhand from the rides employees as I was working. But apparently, a parent had a kid who had to go before they got on the ride. They right. told the kid to go behind the trash can. That's like right on the oh, side. Oh yeah, that, that happened in the
0: queue lines all the fucking
1: time. And the kid dropped a deuce right behind the trash can, yep. and then they got on the ride and left. Well, the employees called me up like I had some kind of magic. <laughs> Cleaning, <laughs> cleaning powers.
3: And
0: I hey Scott, to, clean our shit. <laughs> and I, I talked to the
1: lead, I was like, it's your fucking ride, you clean the deuce.
0: So, like, <laughs> so let's go back to that management style talk we had about I know not one of them leads was ever going to call me to clean up shit. They would never have done that. Peluso, would any of your leads have had the balls to call you and be like, hey, Paluso, come clean this shit Yeah, up. yeah, just
2: tell me about it later.
0: About it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling you might have needed to modify your management style.
1: <laughs> I think that they wanted, expected me to call somebody from grounds over to take care oh, of it or my something.
0: God.
2: Probably. I, I just knew told you them. You all probably. the answers, man. They knew you had all, all the answers. I did actually have all
1: the answers in this case. I told the lead, I was like, listen, I was like, you got blot out. It's like, you pour some blot out on that turd, you get a pan and broom, and you sweep that (laughs) shit up. (laughs)
3: Look
2: at that shit. Look how systematic. And and that's
1: what we did. And he took care of business. And (laughs) that was it. All was good. And I didn't have to get my hands dirty, which was even better. (laughs)
0: Uh, I love it. So, um, So my first year was in grounds. I was at Orange Tag. I actually didn't transfer out of rides until I came back the following season. And the reason for that is because they wouldn't let me transfer out because, and how fucked up is this? I'm a 15-year-old. I'm the only 15-year-old. I'm in the fest area. So I'm in what was formerly Chris's reign of the park, 150, where folks would now know the Batman ride to be. And that's where the Oktoberfest is. Back then, Oktoberfest was beer. Back then, it was loaded with beer, and it was kegs of beer, and people would just go there and get shit-faced. So in the last two months of the park, (laughs) Ming (laughs) knows. In the last two months of the park, when people started leaving, I was still there and I'm the only 15 year old. There's about eight people in that section. They're all aged between 17 and like 40. This is not a joke. They deemed me the most responsible and gave me a red tag. (laughs) A 15 fucking year old. But now mind you, here's the kicker. I'm in the fest area. So where was my crew the entire time? Shit face stealing kegs from beers from the kegs in the back. And it so was you were the most responsible. I was the most, so I had to keep covering them. <laughs> they were actually these, these motherfuckers were so smart. They put an out of order sign. So you remember how the Oktoberfest area had its own bathroom, mm-hmm. which was right before the employee entrance, right? The double gates, the employees. These motherfuckers went into the men's room area, put an out of order on, a, on, on one of the, the stalls and hauled the keg over, put it up on the toilet so that it was not visible, and would just go into that <laughs> stall and drink all <laughs> effing day long, wow. which wow. I was just – I thought it was so ingenious I didn't even Man. care, you know. But, um, yeah, so anyway, I got stuck there, and I was in charge of a bunch of miscreants, which was kind of funny. Um, and then I left there the next year, went into rides, and stayed in rides all the way until my last year. And rides I was uh, – i basically when i was until i became a supervisor my rides were all 120. i mean i got stuck to bbl and everything like everybody else you'd have to go to bugs bunny land you know and and work it but otherwise 120 was my jam and i was a log flume person i started out uh at the paddle boats which was right outside of log flume um with bill benton as my lead and uh that was kind of fun and uh graduated over to the log flume log flume was my thing and uh you know would work the cables, would be certified for everything in 120, which was, you know, runway train, mine train, coaster, um, cables, um, and those were like the main ones. Uh, Ultra Twister at the time, which you guys might not even remember. I do came remember. I wrote it. Twister was fun. Ultra Twister was fun, oh, wow. Twister was fun man. Um, came and went. It
1: was a great fan favorite of the baboons, wasn't it? Oh, my God, it was. Well, so it was Log Flume. <laughs> so it was Log Flume. Many
0: a days in Log Flume, we'd go to do the checks in the morning. There's a fucking baboon sitting in the chair. And you're like, uh, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they've replaced me. I'm going to go home. <laughs> exactly. But yeah. Um, Ended up becoming uh, lead of the log flume and then ended up getting promoted to uh, area trainer, which was a position that doesn't exist anymore. Scott will get into that eventually when it's his turn. When it's his turn. (laughs) Uh, Scott (laughs) Scott will talk about his his time as an area trainer when it's his turn. (laughs) Um, And then from area trainer became supervisor, uh, was supervisor all over. Uh, My main areas that I was supervisor were 120, And I actually, to this day, take it as pride. Um, I worked with Andy Oleti. He was a primary soup I worked with. Me and Andy, we grew up in 120 together, um, partied together, grew up as black tags together, same age, and became soups right around the same time. And uh, 120, so... For people that don't know Six Flags, um, basically, ride sections are run by three soups. That way, you know, one could be a day, one could be a night, one will be off, and you always have a covering soup. So it's never, you know, you never have to worry about days off. There's always two soups available, and you'd rotate your days off.
1: Because you never get holidays or vacation And time. you don't get any of that crap, <laughs> exactly.
0: You, that's, that's when you're expected to work, like, triples and doubles, but you get, like, those big time-and-a-half checks. so you, back then you wanted it. Um, and... Uh, Me and Andy did 120, which is considered the hardest section at the time of the park because it's all coasters. And God forbid you have a power failure. Every fucking ride has people stuck on it that you have to evacuate. And you have to evacuate all of them, like everything. Log flume, coaster, mine train. Every ride has a person stuck on them. So because they're old school coasters, they don't have they don't have a lot of safety spots, you know, they do. But where they are is way up high. We have to use a cherry picker to get them out, you know. And uh, we ran 120 by ourselves for an entire year. They'd have rotating supervisors come in just to cover our, our like days off, and otherwise it was us. And that's unheard of in this day and age. And then we ended up going over to 160 because they did a project, which we'll talk about on another podcast. But they did this thing called the 120 project. Stupidest fucking thing they ever thought. I, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know who the brainchild of this was, but we do know the supervisors that worked it, so we could zoom them in on another podcast. Yeah. But basically, what the one twenty project was is that. It didn't matter if you worked games. It didn't matter if you worked foods. It didn't matter if to clean the bathrooms and grounds. It didn't matter if you worked rides, because guess what? If you worked in the coaster section 120, you were certified for everything, and you're on a rotating shift. So Monday, you're cleaning the shit out of the bathrooms. Tuesday, <laughs> you're flipping a burger over there in the, uh, in the in the you know the frontier area without washing and, your hands. We, without washing your hands <laughs> from Monday you're right in the bathroom and, to flipping <laughs> and then Wednesday you're running one of the most expensive rides in a park because clearly after you flip the burger the day before you know how to run a ride right <laughs> and everything's fresh everything's fresh Everything. in your mind. <laughs> <laughs> it was a debate And I I would love to have a couple of our friends that that were that actually took over the section and became the supervisors, because can you imagine being a supervisor and, you know, supervisors traditionally are supervisors of the section, either they're they're a supervisor of shows or a supervisor of rides or a supervisor of games or a supervisor of grounds. They know their specialty and that's it. They, don't, ne- they never worked the other areas of the park, generally, so they don't know them. Can you imagine suddenly for one year, they're like, hey man, you want to do this? Because you're going to be a soup of everything. You don't know any of it. You're going to be a soup of everything pretty interesting. Needless to say, lasted one year. But when they offered it to me and Andy, which they did, we both laughed in our faces because we were like, no fucking way. (laughs) So we bailed out. We ended up being over in Adventure Rivers, where once again, we were solo supervisors without a third for a while. Um, And then that transitioned out. Um, I don't remember how, but it ended up being where uh, within a year or two, it ended up being me, Scott. And Gary Vanderham as one uh, one hundred and sixty Adventure River soups. so that transferred out, and I basically was there. I also did some time in one hundred and forty, which was uh, you know, um, I mean. What the hell was it originally called? Fairyland? What the fuck did we even call it? I don't remember. Fantasy, Fantasy much, 4. Fantasy uh, 4. much yeah. more that's masculine right. than I'm that. That's right. The employees called it Fairyland. <laughs> and it was officially called Fantasy 4.
2: Um, they had the worst costumes. They did have place. the
0: shittiest costumes yeah. for sure. Um, and that's an, that, we could do a whole uh, episode I'll on costumes. I'll raise you an Old
2: Town. I'll raise you an Old uh,
1: Town.
4: Right, old no Town way, is man. pretty <laughs> nice.
1: At least you got to wear jeans in Old Town. You weren't wearing some like frilly
2: freaking I thought fuchsia. they were like knickers with little flowers on them. Yeah, that's even better. You had the great German music going. Oh, yeah. No shit. No shit. Um,
0: and then uh, my last year, I went over to the dark side. Both me and Andy, my lifelong supervisor buddy, went over to games because we both got off for full-time positions. Andy and got it. dragged me into it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll get to you when you get to you, okay? <laughs> Stop trying to hijack my spot, all right? Sorry. Uh, games was my last year, and uh, thank God. And uh, it, it's funny because... Um, if you think, first of all, if you worked at the park as long as we did. So I worked from 84 to 97, October of 97. So that's actually 14 seasons. Okay. And you think that, you know, at that time, once you're there for more than 10, you, if you're going to take it seriously, you think, holy shit, if I can get a full-time position, this is the life. I could do this forever. You don't really realize that you're getting paid absolutely jack and shit, okay, until <laughs> so you actually leave the park and go in the real world. Or you talk to somebody when you're in college and you realize that, like, college interns make more than you do at the park, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I did, we both wanted that full-time spot so bad because – you never got benefits until you were full-time seasonal employees got no benefits. They do, I believe now, but they did not back then. So the only people that did were that rare, like 60 people in the park that were full-timers. So for us, we were like, absolutely. And we took it in the beginning of that year. And that year sucked. We both were real fucking miserable and real not happy. And on top of it, we took full-time positions in games, which we had never worked in our lives, and there are people in games who did the same thing we did in rides. They were in games for like 13, 14 years, and these two fucking hoo-hahs from rides come over and get their coveted full-time position. Needless to say, that was not looked upon very good by any of the game supervisors, so a few of them liked us, and a few of them just wanted us to fucking choke on it and die, and they were so happy not to help us, to lie to us, to see us get you know, fucked over. To make it even worse, Annie got hired in as an actual games full-time supervisor. I got hired in as a games artistic visual merchandiser, which is a position they had in merch and they wanted it to be in games. So what my job really was is I got two interns and we had to basically do what's called facing. When you look at any of the um, like the game, like any of the buildings that have like prizes in windows. Making those windows is called facing. And that's what we had to do. We had to make the displays and everything. I knew shit was not going to be good when a month into it, my budget was a $1,000 for the entire year. <laughs> $1,000 for every single display in the park in a game. I was like, holy F. Dumpster diving. Yeah, it was really bad. It was really bad. We Not a joke. We were buying shit from Michaels and making it out of, out of, out of hand, like, c- like cutting shit out of hand and gl- hot gluing it. It was fucking ridiculous you did some
1: amazing work though i remember that alien squirt the only thing, thing i'm was?
0: ever proud of we we took a the clown around game which was a classic game in the game square where you took a gun and you shot water into a clown's face and a balloon blows up and whoever blows a balloon up first gets a prize we converted it into an alien game we sculpted alien heads we made a, we actually had someone do this completely 3d like alien background that was also blue light we installed blue lights in, which means during the day, it just looked like aliens. But at night it was really cool and we turned it into alien invasion. And it was the only thing I was ever proud of my entire year there.
1: And who would have thought that, that was your second idea? Because the first one was the penis, right? That was raising to the vagina and they didn't want to go for that. No, that was right. That was all you guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so at the end of that year, um, <laughs> it was very clear from the budget that they were not going to continue that position and I saw the writing on the wall. And of course, they kept me through that year because what, what they were actually using me for the most part of my position was I had to be 500 two shifts a week. 500 is the person in charge of all of games while they're on duty. Okay, so if anything happened, like any emergencies happen, any staffing problems, that was your ass. You were in charge of everything. You were basically overseeing all the supervisors, the seasonal supervisors. And I knew this is not good. This is really bad. Andy made it to the next year and then he bailed. I actually got downsized at the end of the year and um, they offered me another full time position in foods. But smartly. And luckily, I had heard that Premier was looking to buy out the park. And I was like, if Premier buys out the park, they're gonna fucking chop heads. And I do not want to be a brand new supervisor, so I bailed.
2: Oh, you didn't want to be foods anyway.
0: And I did, well, and, and also, also, <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. nailed that on the head too. I never worked yeah. foods. I already jumped into a, a, a department I didn't really want to be in anyway. I was not gonna go through that bullshit again in foods, you know, so, yeah, yeah, so no. I, I bailed and that ended my career there. Um, before I passed, so, I will say, the cool thing was, when they downsized me, though, they did allow me to go back to rides and work with Neilio and Peluso on the Haunted Hayride. Oh, yeah. And I got to finish my last two, three weeks at the park ever, back where I was at home in rides, having so much fun on the hayride. That was absolutely fantastic. And here's something you guys will will, will probably appreciate. I don't know if you, I I don't know how much like stuff you tried to look up before we started here, but I went back and I actually, I kept a pay stub from every job I've ever had. Really? In my life, I have a pay stub. I wish I kept my first Six Flags pay stub, I did not, but I kept my last from that first year. What do you think as a lead at 15 year old in grounds, okay, I got paid per hour? Oh. Four dollars, give or take. Well, what, already, sh- what shift for you? You already think I'm rich. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, there's you're no the... shift. I'm 15. Oh. Yeah, man. We <laughs> <could> <laughs> day shift. So I'm you're a day, day sh-
1: shift, and this was the mid 80s, right? So you're talking 3.35. at would be like minimum wage at that time. That's you're, probably where you're. You're, at.
0: you're. 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 You're getting there. Yeah. So wow. I'm, so I'm not ready. My, my last. My last paycheck. I was making 3.70 an hour. Wow. And. I actually remember thinking, I'm fucking rich. Yeah. I can buy pizza. I'm going to all the movies. Did
1: yeah. you get an extra 25 cents an hour in grounds for being a lead, you know, too?
0: I, I, I swear to God, I don't think I did. I think they really <laughs> fucked me. I think they really took advantage of my naivety as a 15-year-old. Oh, I really think course. they fucked me. But wait, it gets better. So that's, that's, that's my check stub from 84. 91497 is my last games full time. Now that well, I'm a full time supervisor, I am in the coveted position that everyone fucking wants, right? Huh. This is where all the money and the women and the power comes from, right? How much do you think I made an hour in my last Last check-in games. Uh, I think I made an hour.
1: I'm gonna guess uh, between twelve and thirteen dollars an
0: hour. You're way. You're giving GA so much more credit than you should ever give them. What Uh, is wrong with you? It's been twenty years. You're 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 in a ballpark. No. Eleven fucking dollars an hour is what we. What I worked thirteen fucking years to get, and thought it was immensely great. And then obviously when I went back to rides. I went back to a ride salary. And so my last check two weeks later, which was the Haunted Hayride check, You're working a hayride and rides was $9.50 an hour. So it boggles my mind to think that, I didn't think I was rich, don't get me wrong, but when I left that park, I thought I was, I mean, I was doing better off than 99% of the people working in the park at the time though. And that's insane when you look at it now. Well, now, I mean, they bring it. No, no, no. I mean, looking at it now from a smarter set of eyes. Not looking at their paid now, because it's completely different. I mean, we're fucking old farts, dude. We're talking 30 years ago, you know? But (laughs) it's crazy to think that, you know, 13 years got us that much money, and I thought that was big. Yeah, I remember, like,
1: getting Promoted to a supervisor, I was like, "Whoa! I'm making like what seven seventy-five an hour." I was like, "Man, I'm making bank." That was like a dollar more an hour than the employees.
3: Well, think
0: about <laughs> this. So here's, here's something, Ming. Here's what you'll love. So when we were ride supervisors, okay. Every year, we'd bring back the leads of the rides. So you'd have a day lead and a night lead. These are the people that you trust. They're, they're, they're people, you're promoting them to a lead, they're in charge of each ride. Eat one lead per ride, day and night, and they're good people. And they get a little bit of a bump. Not all of them are good people. <laughs> <laughs> made I thought up. they were all good people, True. but shitty managers would make someone a lead and not think they're good people. We're not gonna go there, but anyway. <laughs> anyway, here's the best. At the end of the year and in the beginning of the year, you get to decide a certain amount that you're going to bump them. And it was never more than a quarter, ever. It was was generally. Standard was 10 cents, right? 10 cents or you you go 10, 20 or a quarter. And I shit you not, you'd have the three supervisors from the section sitting there for like five hours hours debating over if they're getting 10 it's cents so or a crazy. fucking quarter, because you couldn't get more than, like, three people a quarter.
2: How come
1: they always get 10 cents, Steve? How Because
2: always- you sucked! <laughs> we we were, as supervisors, were 25, 35, 50, yeah. and, like, it was pretty much 35 almost every time. Uh, I'm pretty like sure I got 25 every time. <laughs>
3: last- pretty sure last- you did, too.
2: <laughs> last year, as a soup, I got 50. I was like, oh, my God. I
3: got yeah. 50
2: I remember
1: there was like tears because Steve always got 50. I always got 25. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure me and Gary both always got 25 every year.
0: I mean, we'll bring Gary on one day and let him talk, but I'm pretty sure he did. It's all good. I ain't mad at you, Steve. It's all good. I mean, Ming, if if you were on season two of Comic Book Man, you found out they were all sitting in a room for a fucking hour
4: over like 10 seconds. I I mean, you're (laughs) not that far off, but, um, you know, it's reality TV, it's... uh, It's, uh, yeah, Come
0: on, man! But, you were following the Walking Dead. What are you talking about? You were banking, man! You were yeah, banking. You, Don't you have
4: three houses? I, <laughs> I, I only have one thing to say to that. Why do you think I was at so many conventions? <laughs>
0: because yeah.
4: you were smart. <laughs> True, but uh, yeah, those, you uh, made the most of it. Uh, well, I definitely did. But you yes, did. yeah, and I had a good time. But however, <laughs> you know, you could have those cons for for basically one. One yeah, main yeah. reason, and uh, that's why, yeah, that's Absolutely. why me and pretty much the rest of the Walking Dead cast was at a convention. I know, <laughs> I know.
0: I mean, everybody can't be Norman Reedus with 75 bags of cash at the end of the day, you know. Oh, man. <laughs> but anyway, that is the end of my Six Flags career. I will say to cap it off though, um, Scott's gonna, I'm gonna pass it off to Scott. Scott's gonna talk about his uh, storied career there while we were there, hmm. but Scott. In his last year, came over to the dark side and took a supervisor position in games for a very short period because he hated it too. And under us in games, not technically under me, but he, uh, you know, he took a position in games. Thankfully, Scott left and he went to with a couple other Six Flags people. He went to a hiring company um, called Narel. Yes, the time, at right, Narel. Yeah, and Narel was hiring for Prudential. And the joke of it all is that now that I finally got that coveted goddamn healthcare that I wanted so bad after 13 years, I didn't know what the fucking HMO was that I had. And I didn't know what the fuck my dental plan was, which was a DMO. <laughs> and yet I moved from Six Flags to Prudential, which, you know, ended up being the best thing I ever did. And let me just tell you, when I saw the difference in pay and time off and I was like, what the fuck did I do with thirteen years of my life, man? <laughs> yeah. And I remember
1: Merrill was the one who interviewed you, right? Yeah. And it's so funny when you're talking about ten, thirty five or or fifty cents. cents. When she after she interviewed you, she's like, Oh, what do you think? You know, we're talking about differences of like, you know, dollars an hour in the, yeah. the hiring. And I was like, Oh, he's got it and she's like, Oh, screw it, I'm just gonna give him the highest and I'm like, whatever It's <laughs> so like, Okay, well, I'm not gonna argue with you but
0: I will say if 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 if, if i had to say something about my career at six flags though, it definitely prepared me for a corporate world and i think that i would never have succeeded as much as i'd done or or, or done as well as i have in my my current job which is a spinoff of what i took when scott you know right. brought me in like you know back in 97 i'm still in that same field and uh i definitely got yeah, some I good mean- training Definitely. Yeah.
2: I, I fall back on my training at Great Adventure far more than college. <laughs> I, I, well, know?
0: let me tell you. So it's so funny. I came in in customer service in in healthcare, And basically, um, you know, I pretty quickly they want to hire me in as a supervisor. And I said, no, I'll work off the floor. And they told me, don't do that. Come in as a manager. You have all this management experience. And I was like, I don't. So I'm going to go through a training class and I'm going to be with the same people that are then going to work for me. But I don't know anything more than them because we just train together because none of us know anything about healthcare, And they're like, yes. And I'm like, I'd rather go in not as a manager and work my way up. And they're like, that takes years. And I'm like, all right, but I'm still going to do it. I did it that way. And I was promoted to a supervisor within like four months, which I knew was going to happen, you know, because we all know how it works in corporate. It just makes sense. Like, if you know what you're doing and you have the management experience, you'll shine. And um, it was so funny because I think the reason I did so well and I probably still do so well is because – You know, like the first thing they said is you're going to have to be prepared for people to scream at you on the phone. You're going to take the worst, (laughs) worst, worst calls ever. And I'm like – did you ever fucking unload the big wheel? Because <laughs> I had to unload the big wheel where people were trying to grab me by the face and slam me into a wall because their kids are at the top. I'm like, did you ever get in a cherry picker and yeah, take right? someone from the top of the fucking runaway train? I'm like, there's nothing anyone could do on a phone that I haven't had attempted in real life. And that is cake.
1: <laughs> that is the one thing, like, with that place, the, the amount of responsibility they entrusted in us oh, as seasonal supervisors. It's insane. Oh, I remember yeah. literally Making life and death decisions. Absolutely. And like that one time, we'll get into it another day, but when that guy fell into the Congo Rapids and oh, we yeah. had to make yeah. a de- we had to make a decision. Like basically, are we gonna drain the ride?
0: flush it and maybe kill him under a fucking <clears throat> boat or exactly. <laughs> so, try to yeah. get him out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and we were like and I remember I'll never forget this, we were down there at point looking out for the guy's body floating toward us. And we're and you're like, Oh fuck, he's like, oh, if we made the wrong decision and this guy's already in the pumps, it's like <laughs> Seems like I'm just gonna take a couple of days off. He's like, I, I just can't. I just can't deal with this place for two days. <laughs> I'm like, well, I might take a little more time off, but yeah, it's. it's I'll be crazy. on my reading bench.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I remember the reading bench, right outside that of the hydroplume. One of my flume. favorite things ever. I was so sad when you left 160. <laughs> so,
0: so for the uninitiated, the reading bench is at the end of the season when we went basically to weekends only. Staffing would be a fucking nightmare, and you'd only open a few rides. So you'd have enough. To, you didn't have enough to open anything. I was still a one hundred and sixty soup. so I was in Adventure Rivers, and because it's cold, it's the fall. Most of that is fully shut down anyway. We only open up like the rapids, and that's it. And even at night, if it got really cold, we'd end up shutting it down because the water would be like hypothermia temperature. And between the towers, um, between the African Tower, which is one of those you know water slides, and the um, the Asian Tower there is basically, you know, a little teeny walkway that leads you over to where the Roaring Rapids is. And it would have a bunch of benches for people to just sit if, you know, they're waiting for their kids to get off the rides or whatever. And that fall Peluso <laughs> comes walking over. And that's also a pathway a lot of people would take that's where there's no guests usually at that time of the season, but you can get to our employee area. And Peluso walks over, and I'm fully on duty, and I'm sitting there on a bench just reading a book. And Peluso's like, "This everybody's short-staffed. And he's just like,
2: what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fucking reading. What do you think I'm doing? You know, and it was just, it wasn't just that he was reading. It was so tranquil. It was like, I mean, the park is full of 50,000 people, but not there. <laughs> you could a pin drop there. It was peaceful. Somehow it was cooler.
0: <laughs> it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it truly became the Reading Bench, though, did it not? You always remember it. Oh, it was it. such a beautiful location. I mean, <laughs> you couldn't have got a better spot. I mean, for about 30 minutes, I sat there and just read. And let's be honest. We, at that time of the season, we didn't get fucking breaks. You, you try to go to backstage Man, dining, something broke. You had to leave immediately, so it didn't even make sense to try to eat. You basically didn't eat. So I got smart, and I said, fuck eating. I'm just going to read my book. read a fucking book. And, and, you know, if people come by and interrupt me, fine. But otherwise, that's the most I'm going to get out of this place is, like, vendor fucking <laughs> chips and my book. You know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> so that's my storied history with that i will pass it off to mr scott loudon wow i don't know if i can follow
1: that my history wasn't as long or as lustrous as yours but yeah i mean i started in 1990 as a 16 year old in rides i actually did apply now that i think about it the year before for foods oh you
0: dodged a fucking bullet oh <laughs> well,
1: shit. Did it you must have been a bullet? it must have been like meant to be because i was always waiting for them to give me a call to tell me when to come in and they never did so i never came in on my there you know, that year yeah, so yeah, i started yeah. in rides on the buccaneer baby that was a good oh, time. i remember <laughs> yeah i bet you do what was the name never mind we'll get into that another day so yeah that was my first introduction to steve as well um but i worked at the park for six and a half seasons i wound up leaving midway through 1997.
0: yeah so to clarify when scott started at the buccaneer i was already a supervisor covering 140.
1: Well, no, you were an area trainer at the time.
0: Oh, I was an area trainer. You're totally right. You're yes, totally right. Which You're totally
1: goes right. back to the uh, the whole thing about totally the area right. trainer job. Yeah,
0: you can talk about it. It's okay, this is your time.
1: So, your okay, time. good. I got I got time. All right. So <laughs> you
0: can you can air your
1: grievance out loud. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'll just say it like this. A, you know, for my first two years at the park, I was a complete and total fuck up. Yes, like, he
0: was.
3: <laughs> so.
1: I literally got written up in oral warnings more times than any human being possibly should and still be able to retain their job. And if it wasn't for Steve, if it wasn't for Steve,
0: I wouldn't have retained my job. Yeah, I, I had the luck of his, of, of actually, so basically three write-ups and you're fired. And I had the luck of getting Scott on his third write-up and technically I should have fired him and but i actually liked him so i I remember saying Uh, like i should fire you right now i don't know why the fuck i'm not firing right now but i actually think that if you work with me you could be a supervisor someday and not an idiot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and it's up to you because honestly, I should fire you right now. And Scott was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Get fired,
1: or maybe be a supervisor. Fired supervisor." So I chose the other, the latter of that deal. And I have to say, I don't, I don't regret it because I know my life would have been completely different if I yeah. had gotten fired then. Because after I basically my, the end of my second season, I left and I enlisted in the army. Came back, I was in the reserve, so I came back the following season with a much better appreciation for responsibility. But then Steve's, you know, uh, rehabilitation project really kicked in and he <laughs> made me supervisor of the sky ride, the dream street and the good end oh, yeah. of yeah. the uh, cable cars. and. Oh, you! Those are some
0: fighting words. You uh, just yeah. threw. You just threw some fighting <laughs> words. Seriously, we're gonna be getting some angry emails after this one. We, oh, come on! I'm we, a West guy. You just. Yeah, even I even know me, you are. You just got my hackles up by saying that. We all Holy know shit. what the
1: good side was and what the important side yeah, was. Yeah, fucking West is best, bitch. We know. Yeah, all, right? yeah. all, all I gotta say is, give me a late, Steve, so I can start this, bitch. That's all your job was <laughs> to hold the button, and what so I can bottom. start the motor.
3: <laughs> what the
0: listeners can't see is I'm opening up a bottle of Tequila Rose right now because Scott just got me mad. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that just got me mad. I need so, to do a shot right now.
1: So that was, uh, I guess that was the start, 90, 91. That would have been the start of 92 season, no, 93 season. Steve took a lot of shit for making me a supervisor after the year before I technically should have been fired. But, I
0: did. I forgot about that, actually. It's funny you bring that up. I completely
1: forgot about that. You but were right. I wound up, you know, basically busting my hump that year and... And then steve the whole time which comes in the area trainer piece was saying oh you know you you know you bust your hump you can be an area trainer he's like it's the best job ever he's like you've got no responsibilities but you get all the chicks because you can walk around and hit on them and everybody thinks you've got power so you just, you know, you walk around and you pick up chicks and you bang them all and then like-
0: Hey, I never said that. This is a me too universe. <laughs> universe. I never said those words. All <laughs> well, right. If, if, nice if they think it's- I like said it. you can make love <laughs> to them. <laughs> 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 <You're
1: right. laughs> Sweet to love. Okay. So, well, anyway, he said it was the best job ever. And then at the end of that year, I mean, I was literally in line to be the area trainer of 140. And then guess who put the final nail in the coffin of that job? Oh, Bob Hoban. Not that that was you. Bob Hoban. <laughs> I thought you said, oh, I don't want to do Well, yeah, because I told that to Bob Hoban. That's why.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't have the power to get rid of the job. Bob Hoban did that. So.
1: Yep. But then, you know, I guess the following year, that's when you went to 160, right? Because right. then you told me, you know come over and be the lead of the congo
0: rapids yep. which i did which was the awesome that was me and andy that was me and andy's year that was the best ride ever to be a lead on That was that great. was a good year too because you have to admit me and andy were fantastic fucking supervisors mm-hmm. and it was a fun section oh yeah and i i Enjoyed that role
1: as supervisor or lead on the Congo Rapids that season more than any other job I did at the park while I was there.
0: Yeah, I'll so. say the only bad thing anyone could ever really say about that year is that we were definitely a feeder because we our employees had such a good time that we had a higher rate of employees actually fucking show up to work, which means we were probably we were fully staffed, which means We'd have to fucking staff BBL Bugs Bunny Land, and that used to piss people off nonstop. That they'd come into work all psyched that they were going to sit over at Station Two, the Rapids. We had some good good parties parties that night. And then they'd be like, "BBL, that's where you're going." Did you guys? Wait, wait, did you guys ever do that? So when I was a lead, I got so sick of people being pissed about getting sent to BBL that I stopped saying you were going to BBL. If you ever worked in BBL, this is the sound of BBL. Eh, 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 That's it because there were (laughs) little fucking buzzers on every ride that kids could press and they made these buzzing sounds. So I stopped saying you're going to BBL. I would just be like, (laughs) hey, (laughs) Eh, 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 eh. and i'd point to where bbl was and they'd be so pissed off but they wouldn't even say anything just go Uh, mm -hmm. you know do you guys do the same thing or do you actually still talk i didn't even talk anymore i just fucking made the noise and let them go
1: well i would usually try to be like you know purposely obtuse when they asked me if i had extra
0: (laughs) staff and try to avoid that well i don't really that's how he stayed a manager chris all these big words obtuse (laughs) What,
1: what do you mean by extra staff i don't really have extra staff because you know someday i'm gonna have to run breaks and stuff but But um, so and then I guess after that one season as lead on the Congo Rapids, which was the best experience ever, then I got promoted to be a supervisor, which was still pretty awesome because I was working with Steve and he was like the responsible, like senior supervisor, even though that technically wasn't a thing. But uh, so he, uh, you know, basically brought me under his wing and showed me how to be a supervisor. And I spent two years in that role. And then Steve went to games. And then being a supervisor in rides certainly started to suck for me because now that Steve was gone, they needed someone else to take all the shit about being responsible and everything. So, like, every time something went I wrong, they gave me I do believe behind
0: shit. his back, Scott was known as Bitch Boy. I do believe. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: I thought that that was, you know, well, I knew about that. <laughs> but But, um... So, and then, so I, that last season, I I guess I lost half a season, and then I was like, oh, screw this, I'm out of here, and I went over to games to work with you, and I, I really didn't enjoy my experience at, James, at games, because, well, the weird thing was, I was used to having so much freedom, right? You could walk around, yeah, you could talk to your there. crews. And I was stuck in like one of two locations with like a few people working with me, so. Well,
0: primarily you were in the fucking, the simulator ride, right? Yeah. The, the right stuff, Yeah. the right stuff. Which by the way, I, I've i seen people posting about that ride. I guess it's not there anymore because I haven't been there in like a long fucking time. I probably haven't been in the park in honestly, maybe like 10 years now at this point. And uh, I guess it's not there anymore, but it was definitely there last year I was there. But you were in the game section in the eggs of the right stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's
1: what I thought. So yeah, and that that whole job consisted basically of just writing people up when they forgot to like push the button before they started the ride, so yep. that it would drop. <laughs> like, yep. it, would, it would drop and crash on the concrete, like the tail end of it, and then like you'd have to write them up, which which kind of sucked, especially when I forgot to push the button and I dropped the tail. And then I was like, I went to my supervisor, the full time. I forget the guy's name. I was like, listen, I was like, you got to write me up. I forgot to push the button. (laughs) And I was like, and he's like, nah, screw it. He's like, don't worry about it. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, I've written up every person on my crew for doing that. I was like, you have to write me up. I think I remember this. And he's like, remember this. He's like, no, I'm not going to write you up. And we're arguing in the game's office. I was like, you're going to write me up. You're going to write me up. I'm going to go back there and do it myself. And then, short, and I was so glad I did because the next freaking day I showed up and the employees were all like, Oh, I bet you didn't get written up for dropping the thing. I was like, oh, goddamn right I did. I made sure of it. So, but then I, uh, it actually went out to be a good thing for me because, you know, I, I realized I had enough. I never thought I'd ever be a full timer because, like, one-tenth of 1% of employees ever become a full-timer. Yeah. And I frankly, I just know I wasn't ever going to be that not good. Not even that. Not even, <laughs> so, not even
0: that. It's more, like, it's more like 1%. Yeah. It's really a slow yeah, number of people group. that become full-timers. And I then, think
2: there were three to 4,000 employees and only like 100 or so. Well,
0: I, th- I think right? when I became a full-timer, I think there were 65 in the park right yeah so right. i mean that's insane when you think about the ratio and
1: you know they right. keep that job over multiple seasons so really you know you're talking they about, try yeah for sure you know multiple you know one in a several thousand chance or whatever so and and it was good because i had no idea that they didn't make that much money so you know but when i left the park and i got my first job i thought i was you know not doing that well but it turns out i was doing better than the full timers were yep and i didn't know that and i I actually. Oh, I told you though when you got me hired, well, <laughs> real quick. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember having the conversation with you with Steve Lisa when we were, t- or Steve, you know, and yeah, and I, 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 saw his, you know, do a double take, and I didn't mean to like be insulting, but I was saying, you know, how little I was making or whatever, but,
0: um, and he was an awesome supervisor to work for. Steve Lisa was awesome period i'm still in contact with steve lisa not very often we're more like it's so weird to be friends and then become facebook friends in this day and age yeah we're more like facebook friends although i will say he is i think he's still there at universal studios and whenever i go i make a point of seeing him i was down there
1: the year before last the year before the world shut down Mm best time ever he was like he hooked us up
0: he's literally he, my daughter's he, hero he, he took care of you before the harry potter ride right
1: well he brought us in and gave us the behind the scenes tour of the uh, men in black ride that's awesome but then he gave us like oh. you know enough exit passes for the whole family yep. for like a, as many rides as we could possibly want with the exception of like like Hagrid's. right of course No you know that's a new big thing
0: my kid, like to this day, thinks he's like the best thing since sliced bread. Because My niece and nephew are the exact same way because the last time we were there, um, we went to the Harry Potter area and he happened to be training on the ride that has like the, the uh, Gringotts Gold where mm-hmm. you go through the queue line. It's all uh, like the yeah. bank and everything. Yep. That was the big ride. It had just opened. Yep. And he was literally training on it. So he got us up the exit a couple times and it was like, holy fuck. Like We're talking a ride that the line was like five hours long. yeah. And he got us up the oh, exit like twice. So they were wow. just like, oh my
2: God. And, you know. So yeah. I, I, I suck. I go all the time and I talk to people. <laughs> 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 I love Steve Lisa. And I, I, I don't know what my problem is. <laughs> all, all I can say is I suck. Yeah, that's about yep. it.
1: <laughs> so to wrap up my time, I left the park in the middle of the 97 season i went to Nurell, which was a, a company that was basically contracted to hire for prudential health care in mm-hmm. in new jersey and you know central and northern um sites that they were staffing and it was a good experience i mean but i would never have been able to get that job if it wasn't for the time i spent doing interviewing for six flags in the before the season started for my last couple of years when i was a supervisor so you know that gave me that in because i actually got the experience of interviewing and hiring people so You know, that that place really did give me like a great head start and a great experience to carry through with life. And it was fortunate. Maybe it was like a bit of karma or something. Steve saved my job way back when. And then I wound up being able to return the favor in some small way. You you did. Oh, no, big
0: time, big time. I I mean, I, I, you know, I had such different thoughts on where I was going to go because I went to college for special effects and I did do movies. I did movies. I did them under my own little special effects company for a lot of years, but I always did them with a corporate job, which allowed me to do it on my own yeah. terms. And I I realized quickly after I went to school for like the first year, like I don't want to do this for a living and have to rely on jobs because it's a real fucking tough industry. And I want to have money, like I wanted a family. I want the fall, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't want to be a bad provider because of, you know, this artistic dream, you know? And that's not saying don't chase your dreams. I did want to chase my dreams, but I also wanted to be able to do both. And I realized off the bat, like I needed to do corporate. And I honestly, if I didn't go into Prudential at the time I did, I don't think I would ever open my eyes to what else was out there.
1: And it's funny. I mean, you call them high impact employees oh my God, yeah. now that were willing to work for such shit money Yep. Right. that it's it's impossible to say, because I work at a place now where it pays pretty, pretty well, I think, you know, for what they expect of us. But we have nowhere near as much skilled talent as we had in the supervisory pool at, I you know, Great Adventure, which was... Which was crazy. And I
2: don't know about you, but training, the amount of money spent on training by Great Adventure compared to other companies. Oh, yeah. it was like I agree. Peanuts. They I, were like I've never seen peanuts. anything else like it. I, I fully agree.
0: Yep, I feel, and that's yeah. that's before the park, during the park, while you're at the park. And and then you get a break when the park closes, but when that season's getting ready to start, man, it's like fucking like three weeks of nonstop training again, man. It's like
1: boot camp with lead shot hauling on the oh freaking God, you know, yeah. work crew, but right. we'll get into that another We're, time.
0: I would love to do a whole episode with like, like Kenny Mount brought in and like, you know, and talk <laughs> about <laughs> work crew. Talk about work crew, man, work oh, crew. That's some serious inside baseball about the shit that goes on in that park when the park is not open but getting prepared to close down or open up. Oh. Like, it, there is some crazy amount of work
1: that happens. And that yeah, 97 season, I actually got to come back and work the hayride, too. At the I ride, know. Which was awesome. It was awesome.
2: fun. Wasn't it
0: fun? Yeah,
1: because I didn't. Like, I just disappeared one day. Nobody knew where I went. But you ride.
2: believe for one second? Think about this. They let me drive. A tractor. Wait, wait. You believe <laughs> for one second. In it. I hadn't driven a stick
0: in 10 years, and I trained yeah. motherfuckers how to drive Dude. a stick on the tractor. <laughs> that was my first driving stick. <laughs> Isn't that insane? Right I remember on. training Erica. We're not going to say her last name, but it, it, it rhymes with cash. And I remember she's the only one that I trained to actually hit a building. I was going to say, is it the only one who and, actually hit that building? But that wasn't her fault. A... We had her drive through such a tight area. I Everybody don't else? Her. It, Steve. <laughs> uh, well scott do you need me to go anywhere farther right now do you want to keep going or do you want to no, drop this no we can save it for yeah i thought so okay. <laughs> 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 on that note yeah i think we're good want to pass it to chris oh absolutely ming oh, how much oh, time oh. we got left
4: you have plenty of time, gentlemen. Keep all going. Right, these stories go. are gold. Right.
0: gold. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So, so well, before we jump to Chris, so Ming, you're a complete outsider. This is all inside baseball on uh, three knuckleheads that worked. You know, as supervisors, but as someone who I'm sure you've been to the park as a guest about a billion times, right?
4: Uh, I've been to many of the great parks around our great nation. Uh, Cedar Point, you know, Kings Island. You know, you name it. Um, these stories are these stories are shocking. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, these are things that we don't see, so you yeah, haven't heard uh, half
0: of it yet, with, especially yeah. with him. No, oh, there's there. We we literally have pages of topics to talk about, but we figured we would just do for the first podcast an introduction on who the fuck we are yeah. and then and what our background is to talk about this shit. So, right. we're like for future podcasts, people aren't like, are these people just talking shit they read on the web? Because you know uh, that's yeah. what everybody sure. does right. now, right? Yeah. No, we lived this shit. You know. <laughs> yeah.
4: I, I mean, in the end, uh, you know, I just want to go on the ride, and make sure my arms are going to get torn off. Off my head. I'm not going to get decapitated or fall out or anything like that. I will tell you something. And that's pretty much it.
0: If you go to Six Flags. Chris just nailed it. The training is really good. And wh- I, I'm only gonna speak for myself. I'm not gonna speak for these two guys or anybody else. But while I was a ride soup, I trusted every motherfucker that worked oh, for sure, me. Yeah. And I never thought yeah. there was a problem with safety. And, oh, I, yeah.
4: Ever. Yeah, yeah ever. Yeah, yeah. ever.
0: I, I get nervous like when I go to like Seaside and some other those place, so places. Those yeah. places scare the shit well, out yeah, of me yeah. because right. I know better. Yeah, yeah, I know the, better. Yeah, those are all yeah, seasonal. Those are all
4: carnies. And man, they don't but, give yeah. a fuck. Yeah. Right. yeah, they they're not paying like millions upon millions in insurance and you know liability No. Yeah. yeah i i never not felt safe at six flags for sure but, yeah same here um mm-hmm. so yeah i uh but i love the these the salacious stories for sure <laughs> <laughs> you guys are able to talk freely about it now that you're not Oh uh, let me uh, tell you we haven't even gotten into the floating. parties Oh, we, uh, we, we,
0: we're gonna do a whole podcast oh, on the two houses that had parties for like three summers that were warring over who could have the better parties
4: amazing yeah
0: it's fun <laughs> shit <laughs>
4: mm.
2: with that mr peluso cool cool uh yeah yeah we we kicked it around a little bit uh in in 91. I turned 16 in June, and I went right to uh, Great Adventure. And, Holy uh, shit, you
0: didn't start till 91? Wait, wait, yeah, I'm older than you, yeah, Chris. How fucking I, old uh, are you, so This is like, yeah, the, this a, just blew I, my fucking mind. I thought we were the same age. I older did older. too. I knew I was a little older than you guys, but like right now, I'm like, what?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was surprised when you said 90, uh, Scott. I was like, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, food service was what I was dealt. Whoa! It was, it was whoa, whoa! 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 You points. started in foods? I started in food oh. service. And I shit you not. Wait a second. <laughs> I'm I doing. Cool. I'm doing a little math here.
0: You must have made supervisor in rides in like one or two seasons. I was 18. Let us let's, let's let's all right. I am I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a little revelation to the people listening if you're not an X Six Flags employee. If you had a lot of personality and people really liked you and Peluso is a personable motherfucker, okay? <laughs> people liked you, you can get promoted right like that. <laughs> you know I mean? That explains why it took me like four years. If so, you yeah, pissed yeah. a lot of people off and you were known as bitch boy, it might take you a little longer. Your path might be a
2: little <laughs> slower, you know. <laughs> and there, and, and and that's one, one of the creative ways too, which I'll get to when I get to ride. Soon. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah that, was, that was definitely a fun one. So but, uh, you you didn't have anything
1: I, against I, putting I was... out to get ahead, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Who do you fuck, cool. Bob Hoban at the
0: time? Billy <laughs> Jungsteg? What the fuck? Hey, <laughs> there's no hey, one from? The fuck? What are you talking
2: there's, about? There's <laughs> no judgment here, Chris. They, they were this is a safe guys, space, guys, you know. And uh, you know, well, that was another show, another show. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, food service, and I was in something called pool, which meant they could send me. I anywhere. remember. I didn't have a set location. I but remember. Pool is a nightmare. Day, they sent me to Yum Yum Palace <laughs> to work the register. The register <laughs> less, than, that, less than 50 that, buttons, that, that, that name
3: is so no racist, by the
0: way. Oh, yeah. It's Yum Yum Palace? Oh, it's, it's, it changed oh, a yeah. lot, by the way. It changed a lot. I can yeah. Imagine it became like a character like oh my god i actually go ahead chris keep talking cuz i have the history of really yum like yum palace cafe, wasn't it like I believe
2: or is what you were referring to that okay hold on, on. i have
0: it right in front of me chris hold on yum yum cafe formerly the yum yum palace later changed to the great character cafe well,
2: I wonder why. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was brutal. Um, I think people got food that day. I took some money <laughs> that day. I couldn't tell you, you know, at least 50 buttons. And I would say half of them were written in pencil. So what the products were that were on there it was an absolute nightmare. But I made it through. So you paid your
1: dues um, up front, I
2: see. Oh, the- yeah. Right away. Right in the first day. Wow. That was yeah, your I first day ever about- at the park? That, oh, first day, first day. It you to know, the Wolves. to eight hours. About eight hours, mm. right? They came and recovered me, like, after five and a half hours. They, they recovered running. you like <laughs> Like a wreck. I should have had a break by then. And I was just like, well, I've only I'm only here, like, ain't I supposed to stay another two, three hours? Like, no, no, you did your part. <laughs> they were like, go ahead, go home, go home, it's all good.
1: It's like okay. you just invaded Normandy on D-Day.
2: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Survived. Somehow survived. I made it you up, made it through oh, the yum-yum. <laughs> uh, it was absolutely brutal. Um, I found a little niche though at Frontgate Soft Serve for uh, the, you know the rest of the season. I, I caught on there.
1: Oh, I thought they called so you Mister uh, Softy for a whole different
2: reason. <laughs> oh uh, <sorry>. Hey-o.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were waiting until another show. For that. That's okay. We'll
1: have Sam on one time. Oh, it's harsh,
2: it's harsh. <laughs> nice. sorry. And then I moved to Safari Hut. Uh, which I didn't even know existed until I was sent there. I was just like, "What? Wait, like, the hey, little fucking hut. food hut that was outside yeah. the safari ticket area?" Yeah, I didn't. you knew. I didn't even know there was one. I was Dude, like, "Dude, you got okay. so fucked." Like, yeah, I was like, "Where do I go?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get directions on how to get there. Um, but yeah, my second season though, no, I was like, "All right, enough of that food service is a nightmare." and I uh, came back to uh, go to games I wanted to go to games I love to play them on the boardwalk and everything and they didn't have anything so they were like how about rides I was scared to death of coasters and everything. I was like do I have to ride them they were like no <laughs> I'm like alright <laughs> I was like send me the rides then on my first day I was going to be uh, working the typhoon which is oh, uh, yeah.
0: the rotor, the puke
2: ride. Yeah. My first day, the park's not even open. Um, you know, when we're, when we're doing training, and uh, I think her name, Robin, she was the night lead on the typhoon, and uh, she knew me from high school, she went to the same high school as me, so that was enough to make me the swing lead just that she Oh, my game. God. There was such a thing <laughs> that as a swing? That so was about it. I was just thinking the same thing.
0: Wait.
1: wait, was that an actual wait, wait. thing, Chris, or did she just screw uh, you into yeah, the she just, I think she just gave you a
0: title <laughs> so she could get some action there, Chris, because th- swings weren't leads, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, 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 wait, wait, swing and swings weren't leads on the tight fucking foon yeah, Chris. it okay. like, two know. people
2: running it. <laughs> <laughs> the foon the so shitty, it didn't open the <laughs> It only opened when I got in there at noon. <laughs> so, technically, I would like the day. Oh, my God. So, oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. If that does, it. It, yeah, yeah,
0: that does make sense.
2: Hey, dude, you were the fucking soup, so it's your fucking
1: fault. <laughs> <laughs> it was the best ride, though, because if you wanted to take a break and you were done with the customers for a while or the guests, you would just let that fucker keep spinning until somebody. Oh, fuked. my God. And yeah. then
2: you would yeah. stop it and then you could yeah. stop it for a while. Like, I, the shit story. <laughs> I can't
0: top that. I, I remember I remember walking up one time and I. I silently climb the ladder and I'm watching and I don't know how the fuck but two, both employees were sitting up at the control panel and the control panel on that ride, there's supposed to be one down below where the door is and one up on the control panel looking in on the ride and the typhoon, which used to be called the rotor, for anyone who doesn't know what this is, it's the fucking barrel you get in where you just put your back against the wall and it spins like a motherfucker and then centrifugal force holds you to the wall and the floor drops out. And it was the one ride that didn't initially at least have a set Time that it would run Absolutely. Away. There was not a timer until we caught oh, yeah. people doing what I'm about to say. I went up and both employees were sitting at the control power taking bets on how long it would take before they could get this fucking dude to throw up. <laughs> and yeah, they exactly won. They fucking ass. won because they got him yeah. to throw up while I was there. And I was so fucking
2: annoyed.
1: <laughs> and I like to say exactly. that I was not one of those people running the ride. Scott at the time. was not. It is true. It was also not
3: me. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty badass
2: though because like you said, it did not have a time timer and you manually drop the floor and raise the floor like there are no other rides really like that yeah Yeah. pretty badass that was like Um, a carny ride it was a carny carny ride yeah badass I, I think we, we used to average about eight, eight natural causes, as we call them. <laughs> uh, eight oh, yeah. yeah, for uh, the uninformed, yeah. natural causes yeah.
0: is someone puked on your ride. It's not a code brown.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and And uh, you know, now that we're all in a uh, pandemic right now, everyone will appreciate the uh, cleaning method of that. Oh there my was God. Well, yeah, you actually there had a hose, a
1: hose
0: on that hose. ride, right? It you used hose it off. Yep, it was That a was the one ride hose. with a hose. it all
2: off, run it once, and back in business. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's like
1: washing your clothes. You, you hose it down, you run the spin cycle, and then you load people back in.
2: Oh, yeah, maybe yeah. That's, that's why, why I'm, I'm a germaphobe. <laughs> <laughs> Think about that eight times a day in the summertime. Yeah. Oh my god, All they minimum do hose that shit down, hose it and run it.
1: Yeah, I remember seeing people who passed out in there after they got out. They just I'm going like, to be honest though. Down. Look,
0: look, some of the some of the funniest things I ever saw, though, were people throwing up on that ride, and it nailed other people while oh, uh, they were all uh-huh. on it. This centrifugal force, it did not stick with them. It just went, and it hit everybody, so, and you're like, oh! Would you hose oh. the
1: people down then, or would you be like, oh, sorry, go ahead and find someone. Go to I was the water a, no, no, off. No, no. Was like, I was oh, a I supervisor. The
0: Whoever the sucker at the door was had to deal with that shit. Yeah. I didn't deal with any I I of I that. Mean, <laughs> Chris,
1: would you actually hose the people off, or would you make them go? No,
2: know? no. It was more <laughs> of like a walk of shame.
3: You pointed the bathroom out. Dude, that bathroom yeah. was
1: like 150 yards away, and you made him walk <laughs> oh, all the way. Oh yeah, over. you grabbed the sign, you put it up, and that's it. <laughs> did, did you, you know? did you give it to the guest on their way out here? Put this sign up in front yeah. for me. Put this up on your way out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to close the door behind you and hang this for yeah. clothes Closed" sign up. <laughs> exactly,
2: exactly. So when so when the Batman ride was handpicking people, and I got picked for that, I was like, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's like I'm good. Yeah, I'll, I'll give up my uh, my lead in order to go and work on the Batman ride. So,
1: and you overcame your fear of coasters, right? Because you used to ride the Batman fairly regularly, uh, I thought.
2: Well, that that's the thing. Like, when I went to go work for the Batman ride, um, after it opened, it opened for, like, about four or five weeks. A lot of people were moving around. I think Laura uh, Diesner was uh, – Laura D. was – a, a, a she was promoted to supervisor. Yep. from yep. A lead, I believe. And there were a lot of shifting around. I ended up getting uh, – assistant to the assistant lead which is the only <laughs> ride who has that. these jobs <laughs> i've never heard of <laughs>
3: yeah
2: yeah with john and harry and uh yeah yeah so uh, one day i was uh, i guess acting lead and uh, there was a there was a problem you can you know one of the one of the employees got off and was like yeah no it just doesn't sound right there's something wrong so that is when i got over my fear i had to get on a friggin ride that somebody's telling me it's broke and get on the ride and try it out and make sure it was OK. Well, you got off easy, my
0: friend, because
1: we have a story about that ride. But we'll talk about that. another Oh, day. yeah.
0: But you know what's also amazing, Pluso? I did not know that you had a fear of coasters. And one of the times that me and you bonded the most was when I was a 160-day shift and you were a 150-day shift. What did we always do? Do you remember?
2: Uh, 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 test ride,
0: and, oh, Batman, in the and we, Batman, in the morning. Absolutely, yeah, I would. I would be up. like, it didn't matter what my staffing was. I didn't give a fuck. I would walk the fuck over there, I mean, yeah. totally risk us both getting stuck on a ride together like assholes, and we would fucking test ride that motherfucker in and the morning. of <laughs> cup of
2: coffee, didn't you guys? The best way to wake up in the morning. Didn't yeah. you
1: guys always have a competition so you could kick off the other one's shoe on the
3: Yeah, 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 yeah we'd be kicking. <laughs> each other's feet to try to get <laughs> the shoe to fall. <laughs>
0: so great. So great. But so, so again, last. inside baseball, <laughs> two supervisors, each in sections next to each other who typically if a problem happened would have to cover for each other should never ride a ride alone together that could break and get them stuck on the ride and leave nobody covering the sections Man, all you
1: need is a power outage in that oh case. my god
0: and, and we would do it every morning we could, cause it
1: because it was so fun because you can't unload a ride without the supervisor there bingo so. The supervisor being on the ride doesn't count. And they got like, to oversee
0: I, it. I, honestly, I don't think we even contemplated that. It was—I think the contemplation was like, "This is like craps. It's like a one in a billion shot that we're gonna get caught on this ride together right now. Let's just exactly. go on our ride. Fuck
2: it, you know." We didn't have any coffee, so that's right. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. That's so funny. know yeah, that's funny. I didn't know though oh yeah yeah no and then uh, the following year came back as lead uh, Ken was a uh, supervisor Kenny um, Mount. he didn't know me at all and uh, I think somebody was talking shit about me too I don't even <laughs> I <swear laughs> to this way don't even know who it was wasn't <laughs> me Chris it
3: was
2: and, okay, exactly <laughs> I knew it was you loud <laughs> and uh, he you know he he he's interviewing me whatnot and it's all going well and everything he goes yeah somebody told me that I gotta stay on you like you know and i was like what do you mean uh, he's like i don't know you tell me i'm like i don't got anything to tell you <laughs> wait, wait, who,
3: who was this <laughs> I, was, I mean it's getting, getting out right
2: getting... yeah yeah he goes somebody told me that i have to just make sure i stay on top of you and make sure i you know uh, uh, you know you, you're make, taking care of everything i was like huh. yeah i don't know who that was man <laughs> stay. if anyone's listening let me know who's the asshole that fucking said that um <laughs> Nevertheless, I got the job uh, and, uh, you know, um, made supervisor after that, right before my 19th birthday. I think it was May um, and, uh, you know, turned 19. And uh, so that was that was so you're
1: an 18 year old running around making life and death decisions.
2: (laughs) Exactly. 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 You know, you know, up and unloading free fall and free fall position. And, uh, you know, going over to uh, I went over to Rapids actually one time. I don't know where everybody was. I can't remember. who. Was. Steve was
1: probably guys. having relations with somebody. somewhere.
3: <laughs> or hey, another
2: hey, base. I don't know. Guys, <laughs> 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 Both weren't there and I get there and uh, it was, uh, I can't remember who the league was, but he's like, yeah, somebody said that they, uh, their, their friend jumped in the water. But oh. I don't believe him. This I was is- like, what do you mean? You don't believe him. He's like, yeah, they said, I was like, and I went over to the guests. They're like, did somebody jump in the water? Yes. <laughs> like, Stop loading this ride. Man.
1: <laughs> was that the same one that I was talking about before? Like it. It and you sounds got there like first. It, it they sounds like it. We're still
2: loading the ride. I was like. Do well, not put another person it, on this ride. It's all
1: about <laughs> throughput, Chris. Come on, we,
2: we, we got to keep an eye on our numbers. We got numbers, yeah, exactly. bitch. We got, got numbers. We got about the numbers. Very worried about the numbers. I believe I that was a, yeah.
1: you got there first because Steve and I were up at you know backstage dining or something, perhaps getting a bite to eat. Maybe, maybe some chicken
2: fingers, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, those are good chicken fingers. Right? They were, goddamn <laughs> Nice honey mustard. <laughs> lots of condiments um yeah i didn't make it up the backstage that much everyone kind of knows that um but uh yeah yeah no 150 man batman the ride uh movie town water effects um i I don't want to i don't want to steal too much thunder but uh definitely want to talk a neil story at some point about movie town water effects it's gotta be safe though it's friggin good oh we can
0: Um, and remember chris we can always zoom neil in someday too yeah, if oh, no, if Neil's don't. willing to, if he's willing to, and yeah. if he will wear his um, Robin costume,
3: yeah, yeah to no, your Batman. No, no,
2: yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh yeah. Um, but yeah, no. I th- uh, Steve, I believe I never saw any supervisors when I was just jumping back to when I was lead a typhoon. I never saw any supervisor except one short. Woman. I can't remember who the hell it was, if her name was Sue or something. It was Sue Hess. Sue, one of the yeah. Sues. Sue Hess. And nobody ever came. That's it. I think that's it. No one ever came by. <laughs> like, so I didn't even know what the hell supervisors did. I didn't talk to It was supervisor. it was
0: either Sue Hess or Sue Heiken. Those are the only two I mean, Sue's wait, wait, wait. that I remember as supervisors looking around uh, her time. Did
1: she have blonde hair?
0: Yes. Sue
1: Hess. Yeah. Because she was the supervisor yes, of her that, year. Yep. 91. yeah 91. Yeah, 100% She was the only
2: supervisor I ever had contact with other than, like, occasionally I'd see somebody come by and sign the paperwork. That's about it. Well, you were on, Nothing.
1: you know, you were on uh, the rotor, so people just kind of exactly. ignored that,
2: right? Exactly. Nobody gave a shit. Exactly. <laughs> and my swing shift covered day and night half the time. So it was like, what the hell do I need to go there for? Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah.
0: What was that? No one said anything. <laughs> <laughs> that was you
2: <laughs> love, it, love it
0: i thought i heard something <laughs> you're like i know you two are talking shit about me because i'm not in a studio
2: god damn it i know it
1: we're using sign language but you know there's videos so. exactly
2: exactly i thought i saw something <laughs> nice nice but uh yeah now uh free fall position like you were talking about uh 18 years old and getting into free fall position having to uh take people out of there that are screaming at you guys that are twice eyes that are like i'm gonna kill you what the fuck are you doing (laughs) (laughs) uh we we could probably
0: have an entire hour-long podcast about evacuating the fucking rides and emergencies and the threats we were given and the shit we had to go through it's insane
3: you haven't
2: lived guys have done it before like i told you know you where you had to tell them Hey, I'm not going to let you out of this until you relax. I'll tell you what, my all time
0: favorite saying I ever said to a guest who I just got fucking fed up with was I was on the top of the runaway train and we're in a cherry picker. And I'm like, you have to step out and come in here. And she's like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. And and it, it just went on for about easily, I'm not joking, 10 minutes. She's the last goddamn person on the fucking ride. And I finally said, okay, bye. And she goes, what? And I go, bye, we're fucking leaving you. You could step in now or we're bringing it down. We'll see you later. And she's like, uh, you can't talk like that. I'm like, I'm done, get in or we leave you. And she goes, okay. <laughs>
3: She
0: fucking got it. And I had never cursed at a guest. I honestly don't think I ever cursed a guest in their face except that chick, man. And I was just like, all right, I'm done. Like, you need to get the fuck out. But I, you know, she wasn't listening, you Uh, know.
1: My worst by far was the uh hydroflume riptide. Mm -hmm. I remember I was at the station, this family comes in, two kids with autism, unfortunately, get on the ride. Fuck. They go off, you know, and they go up the lift, and then like a few minutes later. Parkway power failure. I'm like, oh, please, God, let them have come down already. Well, they didn't. They were stuck right at the chute. So I had to go up there in the middle of a lightning and thunderstorm and unload them. And like it was it was bad. The whole thing was bad. But then long and short of it was everybody got down safely. And then I got in trouble because my radio got wet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, I have to tell you, I had a few autism kids that I had to help um, evacuate and I, I just cannot say enough about the fucking parents because I never did anything. It was the parents. The parents just knew how to at the end of the day, if the kids wouldn't calm down enough to get them out, the parents would just fucking grab them and be like, you gotta come with me. And that's it. Like, thank God, the parents know their goddamn kids and know how to handle them because I we were never trained in handling autism kids oh, at the yeah. time. and they are absolutely like that is a, it's scary to regular people. I can't even imagine what it's like to those kids. Well, well, you know it ends up
1: unloading them on the hydroflume. Literally, one of the two kids was climbing the handrail, like, oh my God, and, you know, where the person sits, yeah, and it was it was it was pretty, you know, and fortunately, the, the parents grabbed the kid and like got them off of the handrail, but it was, yeah, it was uh dicey.
0: it's Harry. Holy shit! Yeah, Sorry, Blue. You know, we, we hijacked in your do time. A show
2: breakdowns. <laughs> Break breakdowns were yeah, it was pretty intense. Especially like you know the ones where they went down ten times in one day. Uh, <laughs> so keep yeah, going, Chris. Kind of we already know that
1: you know you got to be a supervisor in half the time as me.
2: Keep keep going. <laughs> <laughs> give, a, give us more. <laughs> I'm gonna. Well, I know. I know. We're you know we've been rolling a little longer than an hour here. So uh, yeah, I mean rides. I'll just say. I think we have have time, Grace. I think, Ming, we're okay, right? Oh, we're doing all right? Yeah, we're okay cool cool yeah no i mean i did three seasons all at 150 i didn't really bounce around that much you guys bounced around all over the place yeah. like i worked at friggin typhoon went to batman <laughs> stayed in 150 <laughs> as a supervisor the entire time i didn't go anywhere i didn't go to backstage nobody even knew who the hell i was half the time like <laughs> they just heard about me like there's some guy back at the batman ride asking me to bring back spoons and forks <laughs> <laughs> so i can, so can get the the cigarette butts out of the pavers and, uh, I, I got of city um so Jesus. yeah i was that guy pretty much and uh you know i did three years and i wanted to be full-time but uh there were just too many great supervisors you know what i mean it's steve lisa i think in my last year was just promoted uh there was kenny and kathy and steve and, and, yep. and andy like so many that have been there forever yeah i was like it's not gonna happen so uh i gave into the allure of uh food service full-time <laughs> and got approached And uh, I was going to culinary school, so it wasn't completely stupid, Uh, you know, uh, but at the same time, it turned out to be uh, an absolute nightmare. Uh, I don't know what else to say about it other than uh, I think I averaged, I think I only got one day off that summer, I think one full day off. And I think I was bothered that day. I averaged over 90 hours a week. One week I worked 136 hours. And you were salary, right? I was salary. I was making twenty five k, and I thought it was so much money. I think I would have made probably three times that if I were hourly at $5 an hour, the amount of hours they had. To oh, yeah. Early. That's um, insane. Yeah, absolute nightmare. Just terrible, terrible experience. However, though, <laughs> I was catering, I was backstage dining. Um, so I got to do some cool things, though. I, uh, I, I think probably the best one was I, I hosted Julia Roberts' 30th birthday party. Oh, that's uh, cool. Over at Granny's. Um a lot of you guys probably worked, you know, the rides that night and everything, but uh yep. that was a cool experience. I, I had remember it, you know, hire the caterers and all that, and uh even made Julia Roberts laugh at
3: the end of the night. Nice, <laughs> nice.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um so nightmare. Absolute nightmare. So uh, uh Denise was looking for uh some some games full timers. I remember <laughs> I, I I actually had a good experience in games I gotta say I, I, I wanted to go there always when I was a kid and I don't know if that was part of it or what or maybe the fact that I met my wife there but uh, I, uh, I loved games I really really Ugh. enjoyed it I moved over to there in a heartbeat she was like yeah if you're interested I was like get me the hell out of here <laughs> I, <was laughs> like, I, I, I couldn't have left food service faster it was an absolute nightmare there were some cool people there, Marcus the name one, and Dawn. But uh, yeah, it was it was absolutely terrible. Uh, and the, I don't know if you Wait, remember this, Mar-
0: Marcus uh, with the brother of Sean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Another yes. podcast. Yes. That's for another podcast. Same the seeds snow. everywhere. <laughs> Marcus was cool. Oh, Marcus as was cool. Fuck. Marcus and, and, was good and, and people.
2: Marcus got and all the cool. Sean when got all we the others. Yep. Come off of <laughs> coming off of like days off, and uh, he'd go luso i had to i had to take route nine and i knew what to <laughs> i got killed in atlantic city where he couldn't even use the toll booth <laughs> that was the freaking dream oh my he's god he's like i had to use route nine man <laughs> oh my god they took it they picked him up and shook him um but yeah no games games was pretty badass i i, I enjoyed it a lot um like i said i met, I met my wife there um had a lot of good times. I was just sad because when I got there, friggin' Hicks was there and Aletty was there. So I'm like, this is friggin' great. I was like, these guys <laughs> are here. They were gone like a month later. I get yep. drunk or something. <laughs> yep. We never. I'll be honest with you. Until you
0: just said this, I fucking forgot you were even in games. Yeah. I honestly yeah. thought you met Sam at one of my parties. I no, fucking no, I forgot you were even working games. That's how yeah, fucked up, up that a is. Two
2: and a half seasons. I did that far longer. Holy ladder. shit. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, I, at that one point, I had the whole square. I had a couple of those arcades
3: going, man. I had a lot <laughs> going on there, man. Wow. Yeah,
2: no, it, was, it was pretty cool. But as you both have said already, the pay is shit. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I loved yep. working there. We all Me too. Love working there. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and let's be honest, a
0: good portion of our lifelong friends are still from that fucking park.
3: Oh, yeah. Us included.
0: Yeah. I mean, we wouldn't be here right now if we hadn't met through that park. But even like... Like, literally, since we left the park, we still, even this year in the middle of COVID, we did a social distancing version. But the day before Thanksgiving, we all get the fuck together and have a beer and usually try to eat a dinner, but at the minimum, have some beers and talk. That's been going on since six fucking flags, like, you know, 30 some fucking years, man. You know, our friends, you know, get together. And that all came from. People going back to college and then not seeing each other anymore and then coming back home for the Thanksgiving break. So we all got together the night before Thanksgiving and we kept that going. And that's all Six Flags friends.
1: Now that you brought that up, we're gonna have to invite Chris.
0: Well, we have invited Chris before. <laughs> yeah. We've invited Chris before. Chris knows what the fuck we're talking I about. I know. He just doesn't. This year with COVID, it was only like a couple. Like it literally became a guys' night over a fire at social distancing with some beers. Yeah, it was like eight like of five, us. Yeah. It was. It was a fucking sausage fest. You didn't need to be invited, Paluso. You didn't. We didn't need no more sausage. Huh? You need old <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Scott might have wanted one, oh, but wait, the rest wait. of us were out of it.
1: I You're talking sausage. He did go to culinary school. That is true. Exactly. That is true.
0: Man. All right, hold. On. Chris, I'm going to throw this at you because you just dropped the bomb. I forgot about your games time. So I brought this as just a little questionnaire. So my time during games, I actually, and I was telling Scott this before we start the podcast, I, as a visual merchandiser, had to actually try to look at and change every game in the park. Okay, so I actually had a I still have a book and I have it. So I went through this book over the last week where I have a book of in 1997, my last year, I have a sheet. That has the stats for every fucking game in the entire park in '97. Every game of chance. So we're talking the fucking clown shoot game, the fucking ring toss, every game that existed in the park.
2: Milk can.
0: So, so here's the thing, okay? In the park, only one game made an immense amount of money compared to the other games. The average, I had revenue. You're totally right. You're totally right. But wait, I, wait, wait, wait. So, 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 you, so, so, you, so you're right, but hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's the thing. Average revenue for the games. I went through every game in the last week. I went through every game and I looked. Average revenue for all the games was $25,000. Okay, for the, for the year. For the year. Average revenue was $25,000 um, uh, like profit for the year. What was Milk Can's revenue projected in the beginning of 1997? And this was based on Bring In in 1996.
2: Wow. I thought I, I the twenty five sounds low to me, but that's I, average I I that's as, that's average for all the other
0: games. Milcan's excluder from that because it would have fucked this skew up.
2: I thought I always remember us calling it the million dollar game. I can't remember like I just always remember us joking like it was the only game to break that to break a million in revenue, not profit. You ready for the number? One
0: million two hundred and ninety-five thousand so. yeah, dollars. Really? That stupid fucking milk can game in the middle of the goddamn. When you first walk into Game Square in the amusement park, you see the milk can game. That fucking game cost forty-six thousand dollars to man for the entire season and brought them one million two hundred ninety-five thousand dollars. And you know why? Oh, yeah. why? Why, Chris? What was the reason? Do you remember? I See, I always thought it was those sleepy Tweeties, though. Boom! It's really the bad. fucking Tweeties. Matter of fact, you can't see it. Well, you might be able to see it, but there is a picture right here of the milk can thing, which I don't want too visible, but it has the fucking Tweeties. And that's exactly yeah, that why. Wait, now here's People the, here's the biggest here's the biggest bonus. So we made one and a quarter million dollars because of the goddamn life-size Tweety fucking stuffed animals. Do you remember how much it cost us to buy a Tweetie? The park. Oh, they were like, what?
2: Like $15 or something, right? Sure, I can't even remember. Come on, you're in Scotty's world. Come on. It wasn't a lot. It, was it definitely under, wasn't a it, lot. It, it was under five bucks a tweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. wow. Look, Look at the know. fucking profit,
3: man. Holy maybe, maybe. shit.
0: Yeah, that's crazy, right? Well, how many Tweeties yeah. were won in a given year? Like. It, not one point fucking no,
3: <laughs> one and a right.
2: quarter million,
0: I can tell you that. I didn't see many of them around the park, so I'm assuming it, it, it's like... It, it, yeah, it, it at
2: like 25% or
0: something like that. Yeah, it, it was, was it was a low percentage of, of a win ratio on that. And I think What's you're actually... Called, man? I think cost you're, the sales. I think you're high, dude. I think it was 20%, if I'm remembering right. Could've I think it was 20%. Been. Yeah, it could
2: have been. Yeah, twenty uh, cost of sales, man, remember? Yep. Make sure you said that you cost the sales. Well,
0: I didn't have to do that. I was a visual merchandiser, bitch. But I got to know about <laughs> nah, the money nah. from the back end, you know, but I didn't have to do that. No, so.
3: then
2: the leads, the leads had to get the cost of
3: sand. Oh my god, I do remember that.
0: I do remember that. And here's something you'll love. I mean, we'll we'll talk about more in another one, but, but at one point, I always love this. One of my favorite memories of the entire park, my favorite memories, when me and Andy were in games, one night in the peak of the summer that year in 97, our cash control, because games had their own cash control where all the money for games got put into it right behind the game square. There was the primary cash control over in the employee area behind Wardrobe, right? Right. We had to do a Mm -hmm. run and no security was available. So we put over a million dollars in bags in my fucking Jeep and me and Andy Aletti with no security drove it from our cash control through the parking lot to that. And the entire, and I would love to have Andy on this podcast so we could talk about this. The entire conversation was, can we, without getting caught, get it to AC, put it on black, and then get back. And if we Dude. lose, if we lose, <laughs> how do we get away with it? How do we get away with it? How do we get away with it? Because God damn it, we're not gonna lose. We're not gonna lose. And then we're gonna split that shit. We're gonna split that shit and we're out of here. We're never coming back. <laughs> the conversation oh, was so evil. But we didn't do it.
2: <laughs> yeah. We did there's, there's, there's so a teen, teen, you know, early twenties. Uh, Ocean Eleven. Oh you know, my waiting be, they God! Waiting to be written, man, about that shit. Oh <laughs> uh, my God! We had a lot of money in our hands.
3: A Nothing lot made of money. me
0: more happy though than to think that, like, here I am. I think I was 21 at the time, and I'm like around there, maybe not even, and I'm like. Jesus Christ! Some idiot has a million
2: dollars on my car. <laughs> what the yeah. fuck, yeah. man? You know, I to drive hundreds of thousands back and it's forth. Nuts. Between cash control. It's nuts. It's yeah. nuts, man. Well, we Absolutely. we
0: used to have security follow us when we had a certain dollar amount, but for whatever reason that night, because it was literally the peak of the season, they had no one available, and we were just like, we gotta get it out. Let's just go. Fuck it.
2: You know? Yeah, no. It's nuts. No. But yeah, then, and and that makes it a little harder too. I mean, like you are getting paid nothing and you're 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 you're, carding, oh you're actually carting oh hundreds of God. thousands of dollars back and forth. So, I know. Yeah, I got out of there for uh at the time it was a lot of money, 45k to run a warehouse. And uh unfortunately, uh running a warehouse really is balls. So yeah. that's work. That's fucking work, yeah. man. Yeah. I didn't do that long, but then I took my management skills and went to be a federal corrections officer. So uh, on fire yeah, watch, was, yeah. Speaking of the shit all over the place, so. <laughs> that's true.
0: That's yeah. true. Yeah, man. I gotta tell you, you know what we want to do is, as so, so a topic for a future episode, which actually came came on our friend anniversary thing. I was talking about we wanted, to, I, dude. You guys know I've been wanting to do this podcast for like five fucking years. If Ming didn't oh, open really? his studio up, I probably would never have gotten to the goddamn thing because I just had no idea how to do one. So this was like made it beautiful. Right. And if it wasn't recovered, we would have done this like a fucking year ago. But um, one of the topics I brought up, because I have like five pages of topics to bring up, you know, that I would love to talk about. But one that just took off like fire that came up around our little friendiversary campfire right before Thanksgiving was terminations, just oh. people who we know that got terminated. Do you have rehire status or no rehire status? Why did you get terminated? And then there's some things that like I thought about that were outside of that, like me and you work games. Did you ever have to fucking terminate someone for stealing a dollar out of their till to pay for fucking lunch? Dude,
3: pay
2: I for fucking counting lunch. 500. I always tell people all the time. I stop counting at 500. Anytime, any of the jobs that I've been working at since six flags, I'm always the guy to let somebody go because a lot of people haven't done it and we've done hundreds. Oh my God.
0: I was known yeah, as a Terminator for a while. I know. Yeah. I yeah, know. So, but, but, yeah. but how horrible did you feel when some fucking 16 year old fucking kid couldn't afford lunch so he stole a dollar or two out of the till and we had a zero cent threshold in games.
2: Right. You stole, or, or, gave, you stole. or gave a twenty five cent stuffed animal to a girl. Yeah, absolutely. You gave a free item. Twenty guys, you whatever, gave a, it yeah. didn't matter what it was, you could have taken it
0: out of the skill game. It cost a fucking penny to us and we had to fire yes. your ass. And exactly. and then we had to explain to their fucking parents why their sixteen year old kids getting fired for giving a little fucking tweety that fits in a palm of my hand out. Like yeah, the, yeah, that, man. that I really did not like my time in games, man. That, that kind of hurt my soul, man. I actually did have to go in and, and, and watch like three. Thank God the seasonal soups had to do it. That was the only good thing about being a full-time soup, man. The seasonal soups had to do the terminations when I was in games, but I had to go in there a couple times and back them up. And it was like, just watching these I, fucking kids crying their eyes out. And they're like, one kid was like, I haven't fucking eaten all day. I didn't have no money. I just wanted to get a fucking French fry, and I'm like, "Oh my fucking god!" No, I did it. To I did the a credit,
2: rides, as you
0: know, and I did a ton. It oh, and rides was well. Yeah. Rides, I never felt bad. I'll be honest with you. I always, and Scott knows this. My motto in rides, when I terminated was you. If I'm terminating you, you're fucking deserve being terminated. Yes. I am the yeah. most lenient person upon the terminations in this department. But if you did something safety, I have no, I have no leniency. And if you're yeah. just, if you did something. Stupid, you deserve it. Like I write you up, you deserve yeah, yeah. it. I have no. But games was I, different, I don't feel man. Bad, yeah. Games is no, different. No, yeah, the games was to tough, the credit. Especially like I don't yeah. remember the seasonal. I don't remember half the seasonal soup's names at that time. But I remember the kid crying about the fucking lunch. I remember the seasonal soup going, dude. I've been nothing but nice to you, and you could have just asked me to 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 pay for lunch, and you could have got me back. I mean, you didn't have to steal. And I was like, holy shit, that was so perfect. Like, I felt good because I was like, thank God because I don't have to feel bad anymore. Because I did. And then when he said that, I was like, he's right. He is right. And I mean, we do have a zero tolerance policy for a reason. You steal once and get away with it, you're probably going to steal again. It absolutely is true. And it's known. So, but holy fuck. Crazy, though. Damn, Lou. So you revealed a lot of shit I didn't know. I thought I knew everything about you, but fuck your beginning and your ending. I did not know. And your ending was yeah. with me and I didn't even know.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, I, well, that's the thing. I got there and you guys were gone like two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's something we were, I said. We were, <laughs> when did you, when did you work to, at the park until Chris? What was your last year? Oh, shit. I'm trying to remember. I think Probably it was 98. 99. I think it was 98 99. or 99. Yeah. Cause, cause I left yeah. 97 and Andy left 98. So you had to be 99. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I I was in the I was doing the prison thing after the warehouse before 9/11. So, yeah, yeah, I think I, I finished that in 2000. Yeah,
0: so, Mr. Yeah. Peluso, we understand you want to be a guard here in our prison. What's your experience? I mean, I was in charge of a lot of fucking kids <laughs> that were stealing shit in games. I ran the Batman ride. I can handle prisoners. <laughs> I think it was more
1: like the same as Great Adventure hiring. You have a heartbeat? Okay, yeah, yeah,
2: probably. Probably. Well, well, the funny thing is, too, is everyone's always like, oh, you get a lot of fights there. there how many more fights were there at Great Adventure than the uh, prisoners? As in like not even close not I, even close there were so many more fights yeah. that we went to i can't remember how many prison. times
1: i went into like a queue line and like threw like a half a dozen guys out of the line who were twice yeah, the size. all, of all me the time cutting. all and the i was time. like oh my god they're gonna beat me to death but you know for some reason i never well because because
0: we always knew we could get back up too and the thing is if, if you were doing it you generally knew somebody knew you were doing it so somebody was watching you so if you started getting the shit kicked out of you you knew somebody was coming in you know, and that's that's another topic I want to bring up is 999s. Yeah, man. You know, so, and and Ming, for for your knowledge, if you're a supervisor and you saw someone just getting the shit kicked out of them, that was another employee, like to a point where they're going to be seriously harmed, over the radio, you just said, location 999, and every soup came in, and whoever the antagonizer was got the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> like, it was like a brawl. It was awesome. It's really cool. Like a wrestling battle royal. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I think we are yeah. coming to the end of our time. So uh we're gonna put a wrap on our very first podcast. Um and look, we have a lot of we, we mentioned a lot of stuff we want to talk about i have pages i know you guys have thoughts in your mind too what yep. so hopefully you know we, we we keep this going because at the end of the day you know in a world of covet we just don't talk enough if nothing else it gives three goofballs a chance so uh you know that's that's kind of what we're hoping to do here um uh one thing i will say is uh There's a Facebook, there are a couple Facebook groups that have XGA employees involved in them. There's one that's called I Worked at Great Adventure in the 80s. And I think there's another one called I Worked at Great Adventure in the 90s, too. They don't have a lot of activity, but there is one that in the last two months because of COVID called X Great Adventure Employees that has had massive amounts of fucking like, like just... All kinds of topics being thrown out. It almost broke my heart because a lot of the topics being thrown up on there were ones that I had for this podcast. And I'm still going to use them anyway because I don't give a fuck. Fuck them. I thought them up five years ago, so I'm still going to use them. They don't own the rights on those ideas. But yeah. it is pretty cool because there are some topics like one that uh, that um, I didn't have it as well thought out, but someone put up one that basically just came to like, what was your best and worst experience meeting a famous person at the park? And that thing's at like a hundred and like ninety five comments right now or something because every Everyone has experiences like I myself fucking sat and drank beers with Cheap trick once because I worked concerts, nice. you know, so like nice. we all have experiences, you know, so it's like that's a good one. So there's so many topics, though. So hopefully we keep this thing going, you know, um, nice. and uh, on that, I think uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to sign off. Um, our friend here at Shared Universe Podcast, Ming Chen, has been helping us and running this whole podcast. So we thank him greatly. Mm-hmm. My co-host is... Scott Loudon. And? <laughs> I didn't know who he was pointing to. <laughs> I'm pointing to the guy on Zoom. I know, but Scott said it like it was a question. Well, he looked at my hand when I went to point to you, so I moved it back to him because I was like, Scott just can't, isn't going to get this. I'm going to hit him go. I'm going to let
1: Scott go. After 20 something years, you finally know me. That's all I got to say. I
0: do know you. And my Love second it. co-host is. Chris Peluso. And I am Steve Hicks. And I think the only sign off we can use for this podcast is we hope you enjoyed listening to us. Please make it a great day. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks.